Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Your boy Johnny Clutch talking about the latest sports news and giving hot takes in the sports that I love. A uh, big, big comeback last night that happened in the NBA. It was definitely, definitely a marvel to watch. One of the most fun NBA playoff games I have ever seen, especially, especially in recent memory. The Clippers de- defeated the Warriors in thrilling fashion last night, coming back from being down 31 points with a little over seven minutes left in the third quarter. Uh, I have to say, I was about to turn the game off last night. At about the seven-minute mark, I said to myself, the Clippers don't make any headway soon. I was ready to just go to bed and just turn off the TV. I just wasn't ready to watch another garbage time fourth quarter. Where I just seen the Sixers-Nets game before that, and that was just terrible to watch in fourth quarter. I felt like that was a complete waste of time. And I feel like doing that again with this game. However, you have to consider it probably the best playoff comeback ever, especially considering points and the teams involved. Warriors heavy favorites against the Clippers team with no All-Stars. Just amazing. I was at a loss of words at the end of the game, and I still am in some ways now. Anyways, th- first things first, a lot of, like I said, a lot of credit to the Clippers. His performance was a definition of grit, heart, and guts. I just feel this team is very unique, especially in today's NBA. You have two of your top three sto- scorers coming off the bench. All of these guys love to play if each other, and you can just tell Doc loves coaching this team. I understand that his 08 Celtics won a championship, but in terms of Doc's favorite team, it has to be this one. He praises these players all the time for how easy they are to coach. There's very little egos in this team, and it's just refreshing to watch in today's NBA. You have all these teams trying to stack up super teams. These are just a bunch of guys just trying to play really hard. You have your Patrick Beverleys, you know, just these like salty vets that just play hard. They're playing for each other, and they just want to win. They want to prove everyone wrong, saying that they can't beat the Warriors or they can't even make a series of it. And also, last night confirmed to me that Lou Williams is tied with Mayo Ginobili as the greatest six-man ever. Now, I know some people will argue that Jamal Crawford should be in that too, but I put Lou ahead of Jamal Crawford, and I keep Manu up there just because of how many championships the Spurs won and how much he meant to those great teams. Anyways, last night, it didn't matter who was guarding Lou last night, and there was def- great defenders on him, and mostly Clay Thompson. Luke continuously got in the paint at will, either finishing, creating fouls, or dishing off the Montrezl Harrell underneath. Also, Gallinari, who I feel is really under the radar for this team, had 24 points, 17 of them coming after the first half. And who can forget Patrick Beverly? He was a huge part of Durant only attempting eight shots and committing nine turnovers. I just hate the people that, you know, always hate on Beverly. They're always trying to say stuff about him. Like, I remember when the game was, you know, out, looked like it was out of reach and it was showing up on Twitter and it was basically Beverly still saying in Durant's face, not giving up. And I just hate the society that we live in. It's like we make fun of, at least some people, make fun of people for trying. I feel like less people would dog Beverly if he just rolled over and let Durant score 40 points. But no, he didn't give up, and this whole team didn't give up. And I just, you know, the Patrick Beverly is 9 to 10 inches shorter than him, and he is giving out all his heart and guts to try and stop Durant. I don't see how anyone can dog him for that. So again, great job by the Clippers. Now into the Warriors' side of things. I'll point to this quote by Steve Kerr in the postgame. He said, quote, When I say we stop playing, we stop playing. Like defense, offensive execution, Wise, we were just not engaged as engaged as we needed. We got exactly what we deserved. 
This is something I agree with. While while the Clippers were amazing, the Warriors got way too complacent and took their fo- foot off the gas. And again, that's not taking any credit away from the Clippers because, you know, let's just face it. A comeback of this magnitude to occur, there has to be some awful plays on the receiving end of it. Something like this can either be a wake-up call for the Warriors or it could ruin their already fragile team chemistry. People will think I'm crazy when I say this, but I truly think there's a good possibility the Clippers can at least win one of these next two games in L.A. The Warriors showed no killer instincts when they had the Clippers down. You know, the Clippers were down, out, and they had no pulse, they had no life, and they gave the Clippers life. And they just gave the Clippers so much confidence. I truly believe the Clippers think they could now win this series. Before this, I feel the Clippers' mindset was, we'll play as hard as we can and we'll live with the results. But after this win, how can you not be in that locker room and say, you know what, we really have a chance here. We can really go out and get it. Let's beat the Warriors. Who says we can't do it three more times? Everyone said we couldn't make the playoffs. Everyone said we couldn't even win a game in the series. Who says that we can't do the impossible and win three more games against the Warriors? And because of the Warriors taking their foot off the gas in this game, this series is now going to be a lot more difficult for the Warriors than they wanted. Speaking of things being more difficult for the Warriors, DeMarcus Cousins suffered a torn quad early in the game and is most likely done for the season. In my opinion, this doesn't really affect the Warriors because they've won championships without him. He was just making their lives even easier, giving them an appearance of immortality. I still consider them the favorites. It could affect them in a possible second-round matchup with Houston, but let's remember. I mean, because let's remember, the Rockets were up 3-2 and then they lost CP3 last year due to an injury. There are still people, including myself, that wonder what would have happened if Chris Paul remained healthy. I think there was a good chance the Rockets could have won that. So when the Warriors got boogie, I was thinking to myself, oh, the Warriors are going to be completely, you know, immoral against even Houston right now because that was their one weakness. And now they got him, you know, there's no question they're going to beat Houston, especially with Houston uh, losing Ariza. So I guess you can say the Warriors without Cousins are beatable, but I still consider the Warriors the favorites. However, there are locker room issues with the Warriors unlike last season, so you just never know what can happen. Anyways, back on Cousins, I feel this truly affects his market value and free agency more than anything. He struggled getting a big contract last offseason when he was recovering from his torn Achilles. Now he's coming off a second straight season where it's a very strong possibility that he's ending up with another injury. So I would say Smart Money says that DeMarcus Cousins will be going in their offseason where he won't be getting the payday that he wants. And let's face it, he's a big man with injury problems. History shows it's not a good idea to throw a bunch of money at those guys. If the question of whether Cousins can again be a franchise cornerstone has been put to rest already, I think it has now. I think he'll still sign somewhere short term. He can probably still get a one to two year deal for about a $10 million salary. It's just because of the injury trouble. DeMarcus Cousins, when healthy, is still very formidable in the paint, and he's a very skilled big man. But with all this, I don't know, He's it's going to be very tough in his career to get a big contract. He would have to play a full season, no injuries, and go back to his recent form, go back to those numbers they had in Sacramento and New Orleans. And I'll say this, I think there's a you know more of a possibility that Cousins spends a little more time with the Warriors than we thought, especially if Kevin Durant leaves. If Kevin Durant leaves, they'll have some money left over, and they can. I think they can throw a $10 billion contract, one-year $10 million contract at him for next year. 
I'm not sure how much Boogie liked his time with the Warriors this season or how much the Warriors liked Boogie, but I think they liked it enough to where they wouldn't be against the possibility of that happening. Now let's get on to the games tonight. I have a bold prediction tonight. All three of the games will result in each of their respective series being tied. I think Toronto, specifically Kyle Lowry, will play a lot better in Game 2. I say they win by more than 10 points. They're at home. They realize if they go down 2-zip to Orlando and really give them the advantage going back to Orlando for Games 3 and 4, that the series will be really difficult for them. You know, it could even end up in them losing it. I still think they're, you know, by far the better team. They'll win tonight, and they'll right the ship. I also think the Nuggets will win at home tonight after losing Game 1 on the road. I feel the Nuggets got out their playoff jitters in Game 1, and that was to be expected, them being a young team. A lot of them have this having to be their first of games of playoff experience. Jamal Murray has to shoot better. He was only 8 of 24 last game. And I'll say this, I know I'm a big Isaiah Thomas fan, but I'm trying to speak unbiased here. I really don't think it'll be the worst idea in the world to try Isaiah Thomas tonight, especially after more... Murray and Morris, excuse me, shot a combined 9 of 30 in Game 1 and really struggled from the outside. I also feel the Thunder will bounce back in Portland tonight, and this game will tell us a lot about Georgia's shoulder injury. If he struggles to shoot like he did last game, I don't see OKC winning this series. If that's giving him a problem, I don't think Russ can win this one by himself. I feel OKC bounces back because they shot 5 of 33 from 3 last game, and they were in the game until the bitter end. I would like to thank everyone that listened to this podcast. Please hit that subscribe button on iTunes and leave some comments on any of the social media platforms that you see this on. And let me know what you think about the NBA playoffs so far. They've been very fun to watch, and I hope it stays that way. Until next time, it's your boy Johnny Clutch. Peace out.